Hey there, it's Colette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with stories. Jessica Klinkhammer joins us today on Our Hockey Life. She's an adventure-seeking, trombone-playing engineer and is smack in the middle of packing up her little boys to head over to the other side of the world to join her husband, Rob, in Belarus. He's a former NHLer and current captain of the KHL's Dynamo Mints Club. But before she leaves Canada, we are trying to get the scoop on their expat experiences, and we cannot wait. Good morning, Jess. How are you? Good morning. Good. How are you guys? Good. Hi, Jess. Good. Hey, nice to meet you-ish. I came back, at, I think, during that year just for a visit, and I went with Andrea Doan to one of the spa days that you girls had. Oh. Yes. So that is like the only time that I kind of sort of met you, and I remember, because yeah. I think I can't remember exactly, but yes, anyways, we kind of like sort of met that day. But yeah, it was yeah, so brief. Anyways. I think I jumped in for lunch and then everybody parted ways and went, you know, for their spa appointment. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, this is like definitely ringing a bell. I yeah. totally forgot I, about that. And that's why I think your name I is, I always felt like I knew you. And then I was like, wait, we weren't playing there at the time. What? Anyways. So yeah. isn't that well, funny maybe. though, when you like feel like you know someone now, so many of these girls that I like, tell Rob, like, oh, you know, my friend this and whatever. And then I'm like, I don't think I've actually met her though, or have I met her? <laughs> Does Rob yeah, make fun of like, you for that? Because Jason always makes fun of me. Always. Yeah. He's like, how yeah, do you know that? Sure. I'm like, because we're Instagram friends, like get off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, he has like this, like, um, whatever, like hidden account or whatever. So he doesn't quite get, I don't know. He only has his friends on there. So I'm like, no, I have like this whole network of people that help me all the time. And like, <laughs> there's like a big Facebook group for it to go in. And I like, feel like I know some of these girls and I've never met them. But I love that. Like, it's yes. so fun. It just keeps us all connected. Yeah. And it's, it's way more fun. The more, the more, you know. I feel like that's like a common theme when I listen to your guys' podcast too. Like, that's just, and we all feel the exact same way. So Whenever I hear that, I'm just like, yeah, it's not just me. So yeah, we're all together. <laughs> yeah, that's what's great too. It's we're all trying to help each other out, and I feel like especially in your case with living overseas and being an expat, um, especially like when we were in North America and stuff, and you know, being from Canada, moving down to the states at like a young age and having like no experience whatsoever, really living kind of thing. It was super helpful, and then going overseas, it's just been like even more you rely so much on uh, people's like past experience or just other girls recommendations. And like, um, it's, it's just like, it's, it's way more so even over there. Like it's a whole different element of it, I guess. Well, totally. definitely when English is not the first language for most people over there, you really, really rely on your, on your friends and peers that have yeah. been there before. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it's so helpful. Like going back to when, you know, it was predominantly English in the United States and like having those few girlfriends on the team from, you know, wherever, whether it be like Czech or, I mean, usually it was more like the, the Swedish people speak English and stuff, but you know, just some of our Russian and Czech friends and stuff. And I, 
And now I have a whole new appreciation for what they felt like back then. Cause as soon as I got over there, I was like, Oh, like I'm, I'm them now. Like it's Mm -hmm. so different. Like I'm the outsider and people like have to help me. And I'm just sitting here kind of like blindly, but you kind of have a whole new appreciation for the opposite way. Once you, once you go over there for sure. For sure. Exactly. Did you meet Rob in Lethbridge? I did. Yeah. So I lived like all over Alberta as a kid. Yeah. Um, and we moved down here for like a brief time. I went to like a little bit of junior high year and then 10th grade and okay. then and moved he, away again. And that's when I met him. And he was playing for Lethbridge or? He was, no, this was in like minor hockey still. He oh, didn't really? play for the Hurricanes yet. Oh. We were only 15. So he didn't start playing for the Hurricanes until he was 17. Actually, he's kind of always been like a bit of a late bloomer. So he started playing when he was 17. And so, yeah, he was like in Bantam AAA when I started dating him. Does he know, <laughs> does he know that he was a late bloomer? Uh, yes. <laughs> Such like a Canadian hockey story. Hey, like, oh, totally. cliche, but. oh I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. But you, so you said you moved to the States like at a young age. What, what was the, what, where was the first place you moved to? We, I moved, the first place I lived with him was in Rockford. No, no way. Like every single person has went through there. Yep. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. It's familiar to me too. I feel like I often hear that the same, the same few cities as well. Mostly the East Coast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were so many over there more, more so before, but now I feel like there's such like a large portion of these teams, like on the West side now to kind of even it out. And I'm sad we missed that because yeah. I feel like I like the West a little bit better just for weather <laughs> and everything, but oh well. That's true. Travel-wise, it was better on the East, but I think you're right. Weather-wise, probably a little better on the West. Totally. Yes. I Uh, miss Arizona a lot every day. What was your favorite North American city then in the AHL and NHL? I'd say Portland was my favorite AHL and Scottsdale, like, hands down, Mm -hmm. favorite NHL. Like, no comparison of anything. Yeah. Yeah, so it was cool for other reasons. Edmonton was, like, home. Um, Ottawa was cool because I lived in like an Eastern Canadian city. I was kind of just like a Western Canadian kid and not traveled a ton in Canada. So that was fun. So there's all like good things, but like no, no comparison to Scottsdale. Well, I feel like, especially when you're Albertan too, when you, when you survived all those cold winters for the majority of your life, it's really nice to get to escape and still enjoy hockey, but live somewhere warm. Nice. Yes, totally. Yeah, for sure. Now it's like all cold though. So I, it's like, just Scottsdale's like a distant memory now. Cause we're all like in Kazan, which is like almost well close to Siberia. And then Moscow is horrible weather. Oh, Minsk geez. is not great. So and now it's just all winter. It's fine. Like you kind of have to where the hockey is and that's usually where hockey is prevalent. So Freezing. yeah, yeah. Rob promised me this year was going to be Switzerland and with this whole COVID thing. We're back in the K, so back to cold. I'm so happy you're finally moving here. Like, enough is enough. <laughs> well, you finally got your real estate license. You can help me find a house. Thank you. <laughs> I was telling Bridge, this is just so hockey, purchasing homes. Um, sometimes with your significant other and sometimes not with, and it's yeah. so stressful. Like, we bought our house sight unseen. I, I could have flown back and looked at it, but I was like, man, let's just go for it. But oh, you, you didn't are, see yours? No, not at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I could never so You're probably that. looking at me in this exact situation right now, like just laughing because I've at least seen it, but Rob hasn't, but. <laughs> right. However, Jessica is now looking for a home and without Rob, 
and it's it's yeah. challenging to say the least but it's so hockey like because we don't always have our partners like he's in Belarus how is he supposed to help no exactly does he want to be part of the process though are you taking yeah, pictures and sure. facetiming him <laughs> trying to but I feel like especially since I'm doing this code at two I'm like we get to talk and I'm like oh shoot I forgot to take a video of this he'll just have to trust me and like when I mean I'm, I'm trying for sure but it's been like stressful on me a bit because um you just don't ever want to feel like if there is any like mistakes or something, it's like, it's all on me, but I'm, he's kind of felt like that over there too. Luckily we're not ever purchasing homes, but he's always the one who finds the apartments, like sets it all up, gets like the car or driver, whatever we end up doing for that season and like the schools. And he like kind of picks everything and does everything. And I have to trust him over there. And so it's kind of like reciprocated back here, I guess, but now I'm feeling it a little bit more since it's an actual purchase, but <laughs> That's impressive. We'll that, see. It's a little stressful. <laughs> well, of course it is. I'm, I'm happy to hear that he's getting all that done for you. And I'm sure there's probably avenues through the team, I'm guessing, I mean, that kind of help, help steer you in that direction. No, not necessarily. No, unfortunately in KHL, it's like the one league over there where they don't provide housing or, um, transportation or anything like that. So that's all on you. Um, I mean, you get wow. to make more money than other leagues I guess so it's kind of mm-hmm. like just like a downfall of that of it of that part of it sorry but um that's not to say that like we're kind of just doing it blindly like there's other players who played there either previous or even still on the team on like multi-year deal that have contacts um this year we were lucky enough Rob actually the first time he went overseas was to Minsk Belarus so we kind of had some like contacts from before that we're using again but usually we're just relying on friends to kind of help. Like, who do you use for a realtor for a uh, rental? Or, um, you know, like, is there a car guy you know to rent a car from? Or, like, who's the driver? And then we'll split a driver and, okay. like, other people's kids in school and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's not too bad because you have help. But, no, they don't really help you in the KHL, unfortunately, um, with, with that stuff. But. Yeah, you have three <laughs> yeah. small boys at home and you're trying to buy a house and pack to yes, leave. So exactly. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to get out of here. That's I got my mother-in-law here this weekend. I'm like, please come so I pack. <laughs> yeah, good idea. I love it. You are, Is Calgary, are you thinking this is the plan is this is kind of your forever home? I think so. Yeah. I've always kind of, yeah, forever for now. Exactly. It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. You get that. Um, yeah, forever for now, I guess he's from Lethbridge. So it's kind of been like a big decision of like, do we stay here and like try and kind of put more roots down? Do we decide to kind of go somewhere else? Um, and Calgary's always felt like home to me and we have a lot of friends there. Um, it's close to the mountains, which is kind of important. We like to like head to BC, head to the mountains and so that's kind of nice. And just to go back to like where I grew up is just, it's like super nostalgic even driving out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited. I just, it's always scary to kind of decide like your forever plan. Cause obviously our, our Rob's career is kind of winding down now at 34. Yeah. And so just trying to, yeah, decide on that. But I, I think Calgary, we always want to play back in Scottsdale though a little bit and who knows with all this like COVID stuff though now, like we're just kind of waiting. So yeah, that's true. It makes sense. And it's a different buying situation too. If your mindset is a home that you want to be in for an, ex- you know, a long time, or like we said, forever for now, it's not like a lot of times in hockey when you're moving and you buy to sell, you know, we've had this conversation before mm-hmm. too. Where you're, like, you know, we signed a two year contract somewhere where like at some point it made more sense for us to can buy and sell rather than just keep renting in places. So, but your mind is set differently when you know that you're going to be trying to get out of there in two years so that's why my question was totally mm-hmm. you no know, different things are yeah important. i You're think looking at a home for a longer period of time 
like the closet might yes, not be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. But you're like, always have to think about resale for sure. Luckily, we've never bought in any city because we have never spent too, too long anywhere. So it's kind of yeah. been smart not for us to buy. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to know anyway, because you always want to be able to sell it. Yeah. So that's well, kind of like what I'm struggling with right now too with, with Kodak today. So, <laughs> but it's nice to have her as a resource. So that's, it's awesome. It's a crazy uh, journey great. though. Like, and that's what like, you know, I don't know, just buying and I'm always like, I'm not the pushy person, you know, I'm like, Ooh, just, <laughs> you know, go with yes, that. Sure. And, um, but it's, and I was, it's and I was talking about that today too. Like Rob was actually in a game while we were talking all day today about this. And like, we're waiting for the time change and he's in a game away. I was telling her, I was like, well, he might be a while. Cause he's probably gonna have interviews after it was like technically the first game of the season tonight. And then we're doing this and my oh, mother-in-law's Lord. upstairs potty training my kid. And well, that's I'm the thing like, is oh like, Gosh. Well, real estate is time sensitive and you're doing this on your own. We have like what nine hour time difference with Rob. So we have time difference is totally against us because we're yes. like, okay, he's got a game. Okay. We got to get him before he's going to bed. And then we're going to bed. And like, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of been fun juggling situation for sure, but so, like, I feel like we're all kind of used to it, but so, yeah. So yeah. captain clink this year, do you, do you have to call him captain now? I know it's so funny. He's, this is such like a Rob thing too, because I didn't even know he was captain until I checked like this video um, on like their KHL app. I was like, he's the captain. Like oh, what? That's so cool. Congrats to Rob. Honestly, I had no yeah. idea. Thanks. I think it's so funny too, because a couple of years ago he was the assistant captain and he had to laugh because he was like, well, I don't know why I'd ever be assistant captain because I can't speak Russian. Like it's, I'm useless out there. And now he's captain. I'm like, so this is, is this worse? Like you can't speak Russian. A lot of hand gestures. But I mean, he's, yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's a lot better now. Tapping the stick is uh, international language. <laughs> I know. Like the refs are going to come out to him and it's, it's going to be so funny. I'm really excited to watch. <laughs> when you guys decided to head overseas, how was that conversation between the two of you? I know this is a huge family decision. Yeah. So. Um, well, our last season was with like Edmonton's organization. So I ended up actually having my son in Alberta, but back in Lethbridge, cause I was receiving our furniture shipment back to like our, <laughs> like our, our, our summer home, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, luckily, right. Actually. So my son was born he, really early in February. He was in the NICU and then Edmonton actually signed him to another year while we were in the NICU. So um, we were like, yep, absolutely. Let's take was, it. This is yeah. like a, like a, a, for sure thing. So then we were in Edmonton the next season, but, um, kind of just didn't really work out exactly how we had wanted. Rob got really hurt. Um, I think it was in October, November, spent the season sitting there rehabbing, um, then went down to the farm team. I think it was like in February or March. I can't remember exactly. Um, when he got back to being able to play. And so we'd spent the last month or so down in Bakersfield, California. And he was just kind of like, you know, I feel like this is kind of the end of it for me. It's super stressful. Um, I think kind of being a guy that's like a little bit on, I don't know if I want to say like the bubble, but like you're always kind of on the third, fourth line and it's just, it's stressful to like stay in it um, all the time. And I think he was just like, he could just kind of see that his, his time was up, I guess. And, but he still had a lot of hockey left to play. And he was like kind of searching for, you know, advice from, from different people on what he kind of should do and how he should proceed. And a lot of guys had said like, you should go to Russia. Like, absolutely. Like you'll do well there. That's your style of play. There's still like lots of money to be made and lots of like great hockey to play. 
like that's what you should do kind of thing. And then instead of just kind of going up and down for the next few years and being stressed and whatever. Um, so he's like, okay. And I was like, no, we're not going to Russia, like zero chance. So I just had a baby. Like, I don't know anything. I've never even traveled overseas before. So I was like, you can do like maybe Switzerland or Germany. That's what I'm okay with, which I think is a pretty common fear of a lot of North Americans going over there. It's just like the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it seems so he did end up having foreign. like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's more foreign to us versus like another, another European going to like the Russian league or something like that. He was traded to Kazan in the second season. And so now he won like a championship in the second best league and Perfect. it's been awesome. like the best decision we ever made. Love that. Like I said, it was, we, we had to talk to other hockey friends too, to kind of like help us along the way. And I still have to like say thank you to like one of my really like I guess older good hockey friends um was Jenny Tafe and Jeff Tafe went over there way before us okay and so that's who called who or sorry who I called for like like should we do this type thing and she like zero hesitation she's like hands down go yeah like it's no like no other thought in my mind like you have to go Jess I was like okay that's so awesome. And like having a good agent is so important. Yeah. Okay. And I still remember like <laughs> After where I, told I was you when no. I talked to her. Yeah. And I told him no for like a month and she was just like, no, you have to go. Like, and he's like, you, you listen no to idea. Jenny, not me. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And it was like the best thing someone could have ever told me. But yeah, it, it was great. So we're super thankful that we went and I'm really glad that like we were able to kind of come to an agreement on it and it's been awesome. Yeah. So it's been five years. This is your fifth year. Which city was your first Russian city? So Minsk was our first one, actually. Okay, it was kind of like um, promoted to us. Uh, it's funny because Rob's assistant coach in Edmonton, his brother actually got hired as the head coach in Minsk that year that we were going to go over. And so that coach, we didn't know him at the time. Um, he, and he's actually the coach again this season now that Rob's gone back. So it's kind of funny. Um, but he, uh, he called Rob and just kind of like said, hey, I'm over here right now. I know like whatever, Jess may be a little bit apprehensive to go. Um, I think this will be a really good situation for you type thing. And he kind of just like, um, just made us feel better. Like he kind of sold it to us as more of like a European city versus a Russian yeah. city. Now going there, knowing what I know now, it is the most Russian place I've ever lived more <laughs> Russian than Russia. Like actually it's like old Russia. It's crazy. So it's so mm. funny. Like it was good though. It got us over there, but, um, yeah, so that was our first city and Rob's back there again. He spent three seasons away though. So uh, two seasons in Kazan, one season last year we were in Moscow and then now we're back in Minsk. So this is year five. Okay. That first year, did you go with Rob right away or did you let him go suss it out and then tell you thumbs up? Yes. Let's, let's, okay. Yeah, their training camps are crazy over there. So I don't think I've ever heard of any like KHL wife going with her husband when training camp starts. It's just like, they're gone. They usually actually do training camp in another city. So it's kind of like just, yeah, it's, it's not fun. You just spend your whole summer over there. Usually they go over there like the first week of July. So I let him go for, I think it was gone for about six weeks and I went in August um, and met him up over there and he had kind of everything all figured out by the time I got there and training camp, the worst part was over and he could breathe again. So yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason Jason would never have gone to Europe because he loves his summers and he's like, yeah. I'm not going anywhere in July. Like he, I left for the hockey season before he did every year. I always left first. Like he was it because you had to drive like everybody everything. across the country first and he just like flew there and met you every time. <laughs> Basically, but yeah, yeah I'm like, that's, that's hard. Like in July and all your friends are just like getting 
ready to go for the summer, but it is tough, especially too, like it's the first year, cause kind of all of our good friends were still in the NHL. And so they're, the seasons like don't really line up. Like they're not ready to start doing stuff till June usually, or even after, depending on how far they go in playoffs. And then Rob's like, Kate, you know, nice to spend a week with you. Gotta go. Yeah. 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 See ya. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. a wild difference. So. so how are you feeling this year? I know you went to Minsk was your first year. Now you're back there this year and there's all this <laughs> political unrest happening. What are your thoughts yeah. about going now? I mean, not that that's not also um, happening here in North America. That's the crazy part. <laughs> Although That's the thing. It's kind of like a worldwide thing now. It's a little bit different when you don't speak the language because you're just kind of going off of like friends relaying what's going on and like you're putting trust into people saying like, okay, it's safe, but it changes day to day. Um, I know it's become a lot more peaceful and stuff right now. Um, it's it's kind of a hard a hard thing to kind of understand I guess for us a little bit too like and I know Rob and some of the players are putting like a little bit of a hard position over there but um well it's just hard for the guys I mean like the North American players it's hard for them to kind of even understand um like what's even going on I guess uh so they're kind of just living their life as is and just what they see is what you know they think it's safe and Rob hasn't mm-hmm. seen anything unsafe um, he's obviously heard there's like all these rumors and stuff about, you know, different protests, like being, um, I guess, I don't know, like they weren't so peaceful to begin with, I think is kind of, and, and now it's become a lot better, which is why I've decided to like, it's, it's fine to go and whatever. And, um, everything seems like fine, I guess they have like a huge military presence there, um, which actually makes me feel really safe. The first year I went there, I didn't know what to expect, but there's, like police and military everywhere all the time. And so even if I, like, I, I've always told my friends here, like, I feel safer walking around Russia, Belarus. I mean, I kind of, they're, they're the same place to me really, but mm-hmm. then I do here really like, way, way safer. I've never felt safer in a country wow. before. It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It like, is I bizarre when they're like walking around with me with their, with automatic weapons and you're, yeah. and you feel, I know. And like, but you, you feel think like, that, like at first spot. I said to Rob, yeah, I was like, this makes me feel a little bit uneasy. He's like, why? I'm like, yeah. yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, that's right. And so ever since then, kind of, I've looked at it in a totally different way. And it actually makes me feel so safe. So I'm right. just going to go and like be with my family. And I feel like that's yeah. what makes me feel the safest. And that's kind of like the decision we've come to. Yeah, and I, I don't think you guys like, yeah. That, there's a feeling of safety of just being with your husband and knowing you're all together. And you, you yeah. he has his feet on the ground there already. So you can ask him where often we're reading the news and this, this is happening in North America too. Like you're, you're reading and watching all these things, but do we really know that that's what's happening there? Unless we have someone. Yeah, exactly. Because there's just, I mean, there's propaganda everywhere. It doesn't have to be in Russia. It's totally. Yeah. So what's your baby story? You you were supposed to have him in Moscow and then changed your mind. I didn't. Yeah. I kind of was like forced to change my mind. I was so excited to actually have him there. Um, the first year, if you would have asked me if I would have had a baby, like zero chance, I would have never had a baby over there. Um, and then fast forward four years and being in Moscow, which is like the biggest, most modern, you know, city that's there. So that is kind of why I also, um, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to have a baby here. I've had two Canadian babies with like public Canadian healthcare and mm-hmm. not to say they were bad experiences, but after having like wonderful healthcare in Scottsdale and Pittsburgh and everything. And then coming here, I'm just like a little bit jaded by the whole system, I guess it's fine. Yeah. It's definitely like every system can, mm-hmm. you know, has its pluses right. and minuses, but over there, um, 
you could, I was going to go to this beautiful private hospital and the doctors were fantastic. They made me feel so comfortable. And I was just like super excited to have Rob be able to be there and not be worried about it. So yeah, decided to have a baby there. Um, and then coronavirus happened and Trudeau was like closing all the borders. Um, as I was like 37 weeks pregnant, people were starting to freak out the teams were kind of like stopping playing Rob's team actually lost out in playoffs, like right exactly as was all happening. So he, we weren't waiting for his team to lose or anything. He was already done. Okay. I went to the doctor there um, and asked, you no, know, can I have a fit to fly letter? I'd really like to go home. We're kind of getting a little bit nervous now. Um, and they said, absolutely not. Like you are, <laughs> I think I was like three centimeters dilated or four centimeters dilated or something. And she's like, you're going to have your baby oh. next week you're 37 and a half weeks pregnant, like zero chance I'm giving you a letter to get on a plane. And I just was like defeated. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to stay here. Like to have this baby. And what if we get stuck here? And so knowing what we know now, if I didn't get on a plane, we would have been stuck there all summer. We had friends that couldn't get out um, and then still couldn't get out and then just had to stay there all year. So yes, I actually, I ended up putting on like I kind of, I, I called my doctor back here who was a friend and she's just like, no, like you can get on a plane. They can't refuse you, Like, get on a plane, come home now. And it was just yeah. like stressful everywhere. Everyone was panicking. So I'd put on like huge winter coats, scarves, packed our entire apartment up. Um, <laughs> as I was having like major contractions, I think it was the stress probably. Um, oh my and God. I was like quite, quite worried. My mom was calling me like in tears, like, you know, don't do this kind of thing. Like, oh. please don't get on the plane. I'm like, I don't need this right now. I'm getting on a plane. Like, <laughs> Nobody told Gosh. me that I shouldn't be doing this because I'm already freaking. Yeah. And we're so not talking about a two-hour flight here. We're talking about no. a two-day flight. Yes. And we couldn't even get as direct a flight as we normally get because, um, because the borders were all closing. Most countries weren't accepting flights from Russia anymore because oh, Russia gosh. was like a little bit delayed in their response, I guess, okay. to some other European countries um, with this. They were only a little bit behind Canada and the U.S., really. But compared to like Germany and Italy in the time... They were delayed, so they were not letting um, any flights in. And we needed to fly through Frankfurt. So we actually had to fly, randomly enough, into Minsk, Belarus, because they were still accepting flights from Belarus. So that was like our first stopping point. Then we went to Frankfurt and then back. And we actually had to spend 24 hours in transit in Frankfurt to get another flight. And we weren't allowed to leave the transit area. So I have like two little kids. I'm 37 and a half (laughs) weeks pregnant. And we're not allowed to leave the secure area of the airport. So six oh of those God. 24 hours that we actually spent in the police station getting denied entry to the European Union. Oh, no. Shut up. Um, so I have like a stamp, a stamp in my password that was like denied. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're not really trying to get in. I literally just want to stay in your airport for a little bit so I can catch my flight tomorrow. They're like, well, we don't know if your flight's going to go. I'm like, well, I, I hope it does because or else I'm having this baby in your airport like in a week. <laughs> yeah. And she strips so anyways, off her 18 yeah. layers of winter wear <laughs> and shows how big she belly. actually is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob's like looking at me laughing as we're going to the airport. I'm sweating so bad that I'm just trying to cover up and like, I just was trying to look really extremely overweight. And I think it worked because no one said anything to me until we got on the plane and I like would strip off my layers. And like the lady next to me was like, oh my goodness, you're pregnant. I'm like, mm-hmm. She's like, what do you do? I'm like, Never mind. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Possibly right now. Yesterday. Yeah, like I was doing yesterday. Yeah. Well, and my two sons before that were born early. Like my first son was born at 35 weeks and then my other one was born at 38. So jeez. Oh, I was a little been. bit worried. Yeah, but the, he stayed <laughs> yeah. in and he actually stayed in for my entire quarantine here, like the 14 days. And he was born on day 15. 
Wow. That's wow. So, like, I swear there's nothing average about the hockey life. Like, there's never oh. an average story. Nobody. No, no. That's it wild, Jessica. Like, yes, it was crazy. I definitely was worrying all of our family members and friends, and people were, like, texting me when I was in the airport and trying to help. And, yeah, it was, it was oh. fun, but... Glad it's and over then you got and it actually all and... turned out so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, and now like, you, and now you're just like even more powerful than you were before. <laughs> what was, what's the, like the biggest cultural difference? I don't know. Do you have a favorite thing over there culturally that you wish was more that maybe you'll bring back with you even? I actually love the culture there. For sure, there's like little things daily that like are frustrating because it's different or even just the language barrier, which is completely my own fault for not learning their language fluently. Um, it's tough when you're, you know, 30 some years old trying to learn a new language and I only know English. Like that's the biggest well, yeah. downfall and in North Americans, I think. Well, plus <laughs> like, it's a different learn- alphabet. Not only that, it's a different alphabet. Yeah. Like- yeah. And so I actually know the alphabet. I could read Russian now. Um, but it sounds horrible when I say it and I just, I couldn't like put a sentence together myself though. So I can just say words, but no like fluent conversation. But so that's probably a really hard thing. Um, one of the really funny cultural differences is, is they're like deathly afraid of the cold. So yeah, like deathly afraid. So (laughs) if you drink anything cold, you'll get sick. If you don't have a hat on, even in like the hot spring days, maybe even summer, like I'm talking like a two cat, then you'll be get sick. Um, like all their door jams, instead of just like having a door open and you walk through it, like flush with the ground, like, I mean, with a stroller, you could just like roll over our door jams in North America in any public building. They have like these door jams that are like a lip that you would have to go over. And so there's like a complete tight seal between different rooms, areas of places outside to inside because they don't want any drafts yet. Cause you will get very sick so then if they're yeah. so worried about like getting sick and stuff how do they feel about coronavirus like do, are masks mandatory there like what are where are they at with this I, you know what i don't actually know um they're taking it super super seriously like the actual country of russia is anyways from what i've heard are masks so mandatory in lethbridge because they are here they are yes okay. so they were after you guys i think we kind of like followed suit and now they're mandatory in all public places here yep okay so my girlfriend sent me this article how our health minister was saying, if you have a new sexual partner, you should wear a mask. And I was like, what? You're having sex for the first time with someone new. Like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be hot. You're giving your best and you got to wear a mask. Like, absolutely <laughs> not. Really funny you mentioned this oh my because God. when all this came out, like prostitutes are so common in well, most European countries. Yeah. Um, so there was actually like COVID safe sex positions, like on billboards and stuff like that right away. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they actually like recommended you to do it like doggies. Yeah. That <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And that's like, was like, just like, this is what you do. Cause it was really bad. Like a lot of like these brothels and like sex workers were, you know, they were not yeah, able to work. And yeah. so they're like not being able to provide for their families and whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm not really sure what's, what happened, but yeah. So they, they had to, you know, when they all reopened and stuff, there had to be like protocols and stuff that they were taking to oh ensure that there was still, yeah, safe there. So Rob just is like, yeah, glory holes are back and what, I don't know. Anyways, please tell <laughs> me it is weird how, like, much photo. more is there. Please tell me that someone <laughs> took a photo of that billboard. Cause I would really well, I don't love know if they're just like billboards or just like ads or whatever, but yes, I know. I wish I would have like, had someone do that, but 
Yes. I'll tell Rob to yeah. Tell him we got to find one like online somewhere. I don't know. They're probably, well, I don't know if in Russia it's so like t-shirt. out there. It's not like in Amsterdam, but so maybe yeah, okay. I don't know if he'll see one there, but yeah. I think it's a little bit more like, I don't know, on the DL there, but it's yeah. funny. Cause when we go to a restaurant, um, lots of times waitresses will like, is just automatically assume that I'm Russian and start speaking to me in Russian when they realize that Rob can't speak to them because uh, they usually think uh, I'm an escort. You're his uh, prostitute. Uh, yeah. Oh, Captain yeah. Clink hired you for but, the yeah, night. That's, that's how it's been explained to me anyways. I wow. didn't know this. I just thought I was like super beautiful in Russian. But then it was explained to me that like, no, Jess, they think you're his escort. I'm like, they oh, think you're a hooker. okay. <laughs> I was like flattered I mean, at first because like all the women are so beautiful. But I was like, wow, geez, they like, they think I'm Russian. Well, you are beautiful, Jess. They were like, this oh, guy, well. he had to pay for her. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> What's oh, your, that's crazy. so you need a Russian name. I feel like everyone there needs to give themselves a little escort Russian name then. Oh, yeah, have? I have always liked Svetlana, so... <laughs> yeah, I like it. Sexy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I need to back this up. You you've mentioned this a couple of times. A driver. Explain explain <laughs> why you have a driver and what Well like. I think it's kind of like it's been established for a long time, like even before, you know, we've been over there when it was a little bit crazier, I wanna say. Now it's so like, they're really trying like, or they tried, I guess, before and, and have like, um, accomplished this, like they wanted to be like whatever the second best league in the world. And, like, so it's a lot more, I don't even know how to say this without, um, like before it was not like the wild west over there, but you just didn't really never know what you're getting into and stuff like that. And I think like driving over there was like a little bit scarier for people to begin right. with. Cause you, um, I remember too, you could get pulled over and some, and the police would be like, give me $500 if you don't want to go to jail tonight. And so you'd have to yeah, fork out right. some cash. And Jason so said it's like, still happens. yeah, when Jason was in Magnitogorsk, like he was like, there's, he's like, I've never seen so many accidents in my life and not like major accidents, but like fender benders. So I think a lot of people are just scared crazy. to drive there, right? Cause it's wild. Yes, exactly. And so I, I think it kind of has like always been like something that people just do over there, like especially North Americans and stuff. And it's just like safer and more comfortable. So you don't speak the language. You don't want to get pulled over. Um, I, however, although I loved our driver so much in Kazan, like I have nothing but wonderful things to say about him. I just don't like, I like the convenience of like hopping in my car, driving and going. So I actually was the only one that ever drove in Kazan. I got the team to let me drive a team vehicle because we were actually in a Baza there, which is the best setup ever in import player. Not very many teams do these Bazas anymore, but um, I wish they all did because I absolutely love it. And it's my favorite thing ever and why Kazan is my favorite Russian place that Rob has played. Um, but I did end up driving there. And I remember my good friend, um, her name, uh, it's Andrei Markov's wife. So they're from Moscow. Like she's Russian. And she told me like, because I was a little bit nervous to drive because no one ever has. They all hire drivers. And she said, if you can drive in Kazan, you can drive anywhere in the world. And I'm like, okay, this is like a challenge for me. Like if I can do this, I can drive anywhere in the world. And it was literally like being on a go-kart track. (laughs) Anything goes, they drive on the sidewalks. That's wild. You have to be really careful sometimes. Um, Please video that You're not allowed to do a lot of left. Please (laughs) strap on a GoPro on your forehead and just take Kodet and I on a joyride one day. Virtually. Oh, man. I actually have some videos on my phone I should show you guys. There's like four lanes sometimes on either side of the road and they made it into eight. So like there's no, they're like staying in the lines. They just like decide to drive wherever they feel like. (laughs) 
I honestly like appreciate it so much. It comes back to like all these cultural differences. It's just like, I didn't like it at first. And now I'm like, this is amazing. And I don't know if you could do it anywhere else, but yeah, that's why I like to go back. You're like, Canada needs to revisit their road rules. Did the driver have his own vehicle or did he drive your vehicle? Like you talked about renting. He had his own. Oh, he has his own. So you you just have to, was he on call 24 seven? Like, like Justin Bieber's guy would be just waiting outside. Yeah, it like makes you feel so fancy. Like you're just <laughs> like it's so funny. I mean, he was in our our one driver. He had a Toyota Camry, so it wasn't like anything that Justin Bieber probably rides in. But <laughs> it was like a nice car, and he just yeah, you could he would and he would do anything for you too. Like he would go get groceries if you wanted him to. I've heard that. Um, he'd pick up my son from school without me sometimes. All right, so we're gonna take a quick time out here so that my um, dewy faced gorgeous youthful partner here can tell you some secrets about why she looks that way this podcast is brought to you by glow anti-aging i've been going to glow for the past two years and love the environment i always feel refreshed and rejuvenated every time i leave to maximize convenience and comfort you can now pamper yourself at home by shopping all your favorite products online at g-l-o-a-n-t-i-a-g-i-n-g.com and use the code our hockey life for 10 percent off so Jess, what what do games look like over there right now? Like, are they playing in front of fans? Um, they are. I think especially in Belarus, they are playing to like one third fans, uh, Rob said. So they're closing the top bowl and they're having like, everyone sit in the lower bowl, which I didn't really get. But anyways, they're still like kind of spacing them out and... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. How, that's, instead that's one of, of those things that doesn't make sense. But yeah, instead of spreading everyone out, let's squish everyone into the bottom together. Yeah, I don't know if it's like more for TV, so it like looks fuller, even though they're only letting in one third. I'm not really sure why. That's the only thing I can think of is so it looks full. But um, it's still it's pretty empty. He said, uh, and then okay. he said that like um, actually in Russia, um, at the games they're let, allowing like ten percent. So wow. Yeah, he tried to talk to his buddy after the game, even though two in the rest were like, no talking, like, no conversing. Wow. That's so good. they're they're trying, yeah. Wow. And then yeah. when did the season start? What was the start date? September 2nd. Okay. Yeah, okay. so they started on time. Typically, how many games do they have a week? Um, it's very similar, it feels like, to the NHL schedule to me. Um, like, three to four, kind of depends. But then they'll have, like, a week where they only have like a couple games like they'll have like four days off in a row kind of thing um and then so they'll like have a day off and then just have like three practices or the nice thing too over there is you get like four or three sorry three or four I can't remember I I think just three actually um national breaks so sometimes if you get lucky and you're playing well your coach will let you guys go and you can travel around Europe or whatever um so it's been kind of nice Kazan actually took us to Dubai twice for breaks that's amazing yeah yeah so it's kind of nice to get the a bigger breaks so there's less games but similar to the nhl schedule okay and do you know when those breaks are coming or do they just say oh you have a break next week no they're like pre-booked through the whole okay. season so they're like for when the national teams of all these countries get together and then they have tournaments so if you're not on national teams then you're just either practicing with your team or you get like a few days off oh, that'd be so fun just ripping over to dubai like just Oh, it's awesome. No big deal. Yeah, it's so nice. I heard like, so all, I heard this, I don't know if it's true, but all the borders are closed in Russia. So like you can't get in from any other country whatsoever. So no families can actually go. The reason I can go is because Rob's actually technically in Belarus, which has different rules. Um, 
but they're they're contemplating opening the borders to Dubai just because the Let's Russians see. love to vacation in Dubai. So they're like, everywhere else closed, but Dubai, it's okay. And Russia <laughs> makes the rules. So yeah. if they want to open the borders, they open it. Yeah, I, I heard anyways, that's what's happening. I don't know if that's for sure, but that's kind of, they're talking of just opening that city and seeing how that goes. That's hilarious. Travel to it, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, everybody can go just to Cabo San Lucas. It's exactly <laughs> like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, but convenient yeah so did you say Nash so you had a national tournament in Dubai or that's just the vacation spot no it was during like a national break the first year um so we got to go there and then actually the second year they they always take their guys there so our second year there they moved three regular season games so we could go that's like it yeah they're they're pretty nice and like they put you up at like one of the nicest hotels and I had a girlfriend that played whose husband played in Kazakhstan and their travel was insane like one of their flights was 18 hours or something like that to get how yeah Kazakhstan would be bad kind of because it's in like not the middle of nowhere but it's like under Siberia so they kind of have to travel no matter where they go Mm -hmm. um but yeah the guys are flying to eastern um Russia I guess so that would be like it's like it's it's like almost touching Japan so they fly from like Moscow which is like you know along the you know near like the Baltic Sea all the way to Japan so it's I think it's like nine or ten hours but they have to stop halfway to refuel so they're playing it like at 4 a.m about or something like that oh my god it's like yeah so they actually stay on Moscow time the whole time or whatever time zone they're in Mm -hmm. but so Rob's like yeah we're having breakfast and like nothing's open like it's I think it's like actually the middle of the night here or like or maybe it's dinner you know like it's that anyways it's just crazy though to try and like to try and make it so I can't imagine being those guys playing in on those teams and always having to come west yeah exactly like they're always playing totally weird hours and like they just have to like I feel like there's a lot of ambient use there (laughs) yeah do you think your body just ends up getting conditioned to doing like that like a shift worker I guess I asked Rob this before and he said no no he said it's awful but I think it kind of depends on the person like yeah. some people can probably do it really well and others can't. And I think Rob's just one of those guys that can't. So that's his take on it. But he's like, yeah, yeah there's no way you get used to that. It's brutal. It's like takes years off your life. I would imagine it would. It's hard enough just to be a, yeah. a tourist and fly places, never mind being an athlete and having to physically play at the, at the top of your game. I remember going back and forth to from during the Stanley Cup finals with Carolina to Edmonton. And I I was bagged. I go to rate. Oh my God, I'm not even... <laughs> This is Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. I am exhausted just from getting on a plane. Yeah, but you have to be like a really <laughs> just gotta take fan, a pregame nap. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus drinking. That's a sport in itself. Oh my oh, god. Man. Yeah. He's probably like, you cannot complain. Do not tell me about this. <laughs> it was That's actually like, <laughs> it was actually a good lesson for me in um empathy because oh, I was feeling bad for him. Oh, who's that little oh. boy? Who snuck out of bed? <laughs> my t- little little <laughs> mini terrorist here i've been like ignoring him from the side this whole time <laughs> <laughs> he's like all right <laughs> yeah. there hey, you go keep back to bed axel back to bed two please. more minutes oh man sorry guys single parenting oh my gosh i know i know you guys know how i feel here we, yeah honestly, oh honestly we i still use my like i have this like Halloween decoration is a spider. I've named it Kevin and it's my only ally. It's the only thing that Easton is absolutely scared shitless of to this day. And I was like, don't make me get Kevin. You leave this bedroom, Kevin comes out. 
literally so funny because one time they were at my uh, stepsister's house and her husband's name's Kevin and he's got like a really like scary voice like his mad voice (laughs) and he even scared me one time when he yelled at them but they were being so bad I was like oh good I need that voice and so every time they do something like real bad I'm always like do you want me to yell like Uncle Kevin and they're like nope Nope. <laughs> so I also have a Kevin. No, no, it's just a different one. Oh my God, I need a Kevin. I'm going to need a oh Kevin. Yeah. I kind of actually oh, want, honestly. like, Kodat, I'm envisioning, like, you with this button and a spider that's, like, over the doorway. And as soon as you see a kid step out, you press the button and the spider drops down. Kevin drops down. I seriously need something like this, especially right now. Yeah. I could have used it this last month. Thanks for the the hell there Kodat you should have told me a month ago <laughs> I know well seriously then people when people are over they're like who's Kevin like we've never met Kevin at your house before I'm like sorry Hilarious. Kevin in my roof he colladas like you got to find ways to single parent there Jess like you I know find I'm struggling hard here I needed like a, to ask a, a veteran because I when I mean, I've done days? this before but not with you know on um six days from now actually so okay, I was doing my good. annual like shop today with getting all my medicine and all like the random stuff you can't find over there. Just millions of Lara bars and cliff bars that I, I bring an entire suitcase of Lara and cliff bars for my oldest. That's what I was going to ask. What's the number one thing? What about brown sugar? I remember going to Germany and brown sugar was a big thing. I did bring a huge Costco size bag of brown sugar. That's a good one. There you go. Oh, perfect. I think that when you get there, Rob should let you go to Dubai by yourself for a few days. I know. I seriously need a little vacation here he's actually going to meet me in Amsterdam because I didn't think I could do it the whole way by myself and so yeah his coach is letting him meet me in Amsterdam so he'll kind of like fly through the night meet me at my gate and then we're going to fly right back to Belarus so good for you yeah definitely kids to the gate one at a time yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, see I'm going to Dubai I actually I was saying to this Codette the other day before we were chatting and I'm like, if I didn't have any kids, I would be jumping on a plane with you and just assisting you across the world. Oh and my then God. Hanging out. I and would then, love that. Honestly, I'll call I'll out you to all year. your young friends. Yeah. Hello. Anybody I'm not young, but you can call. <laughs> I'm not young, but you can call out to me. I'll be young. Uh, well, thanks so much. We're, we know uh, that I mean, well, listen, you are makes- leaving in like six days. You probably have a shit ton to do. And <laughs> Okay, so we're signing off, but we thought maybe we should request um, something in Russian for you. Like, how would you say goodbye in Russian? Or goodbye, go have a glass of wine. <laughs> well, I don't know, like, the go have a part. Yeah. I just know, like, rosavi <laughs> vino, which is, like, rose wine. Or krasny vino, red wine. That's, like, all you need to know over there. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, goodbye is dasvidanya. And if you're under three years old, Axie, what do you say? Paka paka? <laughs> das Vadanya. Das Vadanya. It sounded like you said fuck a pucka. Yeah, yeah. Pucka, pucka, pucka. It's like pucka pucka. Pucka pucka. It's cute. Okay. I can handle that. Pucka pucka. Pucka Yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye, right. Jen. Have a good night. It's Masta's 100th anniversary, and we're having a massive celebration. Kramer Masta, North Hill Masta, and Stony Trail Masta are teaming up to celebrate with their model year end clear out. 
Get savings up to $2,500, plus 0% financing on all clear-up models. And if that's not enough, drive as much as you want with an unlimited mileage warranty. So plan that fall trip to the mountains or explore the city. We've got you covered. Get back on the road with Stony Trail Mazda, North Hill Mazda, or Kramer Mazda. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.